0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, guess where we are? That's right, Manila, Philippines. We've been here for about two weeks, heading back up to the northern Philippines on a couple days, actually. And while we're here, I've been uh, both speaking at different events and workshops and also attending them. I had a great chance to attend a workshop recently called uh, the Digital Business jumpstart. And it was held and organized by my good buddy, Derek Gell, who's actually from Vancouver as well. And he came down here to Manila and he's also doing it in Kuala Lumpur, Singapore. And he puts on these amazing workshops, events, trainings on how people can start their own digital businesses. While I was there, I was sitting down and a lady came up to me and she said, are you Ricky Shetty? I'm like, Whoa! Do I have my name tag on? I didn't have my name tag on. So this lady is actually a guest today. I was so amazed and overwhelmed by the you know lovely lady Constance who came up to me and introduced herself. I was like, okay, we got to take a picture. We both take pictures, shared it, and it just uh, so powerful. You know when you build up a brand and people recognize you, so. It's, it's a great example of what i done in terms of getting recognition, but also cons like she was following and she decided to come up to me, say hi. So And look what happened. As a result, uh, I've invited her, to, not just because of that, but because I did a little bit of snooping. I saw what she does and I'm like, okay, let's get you on my show. Uh, so our guest today, uh, she is uh, helping entrepreneurs, just like you guys, uh, turn strangers into customers using Facebook ads using chatbots using community engage uh, management and engagement so for you guys who are listening and watching you guys are in for a treat because you're going to be learning about how to get more traffic how to get more engagement and ultimately how to get more sales um so const is also joining us from manila how are you doing today my friend And I just wanted to let you know that there might be a little bit of an internet hiccup or delay because the Filipino internet isn't that great. So apologies if there's any lags. Uh, Kans, how are you doing in uh, Manila? Which part of Manila are you in? I'm right now in like uh, Taft Avenue near the De La Salle University. Which part of of Manila are you in right now?
1: Okay. Hi, Ricky. I'm here actually in Ortigas. Okay, so uh, I just had dinner with my daughter. I think that's what uh, it feels like. You you have time for the people that you love because you're a digital nomad. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, you know, that's why I do what I do, obviously, for my family, my wife and kids. And, you know, you're very similar there. Most Filipinos are very family-oriented. That's why I love the Filipinos so much. That's why I married one. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, we'd like to hear your story, Cons. Uh, one of the things we love to do on a show is to get to know our guest's story, unpacking their decisions, unpacking their pain points, and ultimately how they figure out their passion and their purpose. And you've been on that journey, and now you're living your passion and purpose and also serving others um, in terms of what you do with uh, you know, things like engagement, et cetera. So tell us your story. Walk us through it.
1: Okay. So Ricky, actually, I've been in the corporate rat race for like 20 years as a marketer. Yeah, so that's a very long rat race, you know. Um, I've been to uh, I've been actually doing marketing work for uh, fast-moving consumer goods, for telecommunications and brand license brand licensing and banking as well. And um, after 20 years, actually, I just felt that itch ever since that I really wanted to become an entrepreneur. I would do little odds you know, odd jobs, like I tell this on the side, I tell something to some people. And I, I like the feeling of being able to take a hold of my, you know, my own business, even if it was very little during that time. So, but of course, because of uh, certain needs for the family, I didn't exactly like go and resign and all. So I, I did a bit of entrepreneur work on the side. And then of course, I stayed with my day job uh, on the other. Um, and then uh, it came to a point, when um, I really knew that this was no longer for me, the traffic here in Manila is very bad, and I didn't have time anywhere for my for my family. I mean, I come home exhausted. I come home with um, a lot of work to do, as if uh, as if work never ends. So I, I I felt the need to really you know um, do something about it. And then I also told myself Ricky that because i'm a very i'm like a, i'm like a workhorse okay um when all people actually in the office go home to their families i'm still at my desk working and slaving away okay so i told myself if i put the same energy into my own business me as my own ceo me founding my own company wouldn't that be better so i made i made the jump when when i realized that it was something that was more viable in the long run
0: Well, congratulations. You know, uh, a lot of us who have made that jump, uh, we know how difficult it is in terms of the finances, the emotions, the loneliness, the doubts. You know, like uh, there's a lot of challenges with the entrepreneurial journey. So uh, congratulations for making that leap. Uh, Tell us uh, about uh, how did you figure out? How did you figure out exactly what you wanted to do? Because a lot of entrepreneurs, they confuse. I mean, a lot of people who are thinking about entrepreneurship, they get confused. They're like, i don't know what to do i don't know how we're going to make money at it walk us through how you figured that out for yourself Hans. oh
1: okay so um when i left the corporate world what i really had in mind was to start a food business in fact what i wanted to do so that i could be close to my daughter was actually to come up with a, um, a cafeteria uh, business inside her school, <laughs> so that I could actually monitor her as well. But after yeah, after a while, um, I I I saw this uh, Facebook ad, okay, that Derek Gale was coming over, and I was thinking I I'm always in social media. I was thinking that there is a part of me that wanted to do digital, okay, and I'm still a marketer by heart, you know, by blood maybe even. And so I decided that why not give it a try and attend his uh, workshop. And when I attended his workshop, boom, I, I, I realized that, hey, this is what I want to do. I don't want to be stuck in the cafeteria smelling like pork chops. I wanted to do something that was very close to what I actually do in the corporate world. And so, but but, but of course, I also wanted to have my own time. So when Derek uh, introduced that system of his, then I knew that this was something I wanted to do. So I started um um my my business called chubby diva project which helps busy women lose weight through uh recipes and uh, meal plans that um i buy from uh, uh delivery where it's much much more expensive so yeah that's how it really started and then um
0: Yeah, keep going, Kans.
1: Okay. All right. So, um so after a while, I, I realized that I really love doing social media, okay? So, I met another mentor here in the Philippines, he's Filipino and one of the best in the industry, okay? And then he he was telling me, "Why don't you give it a try aside from your digital product? Why don't you try to also help other people since you know how to do, you know, social media? Why don't you try to help other people and other entrepreneurs?" And I also service people using my my uh, my skills on facebook ads and and chatbots and all that
0: Awesome so uh, right now you're helping business owners and entrepreneurs get uh, their network get clients through the power of social media and I mean uh, it is uh, yeah. nowadays the biggest uh, marketing uh, opportunity for people to get customers so Tell us about it. Tell us about how people can use Facebook uh, and, of course, Instagram and all the other social media. How can they use social media, uh, in particular Facebook, to get customers into their business? What is your strategy?
1: Yeah. Okay. I think the first thing that people have to realize that their market is actually already on social media because um, that, that's one thing that um, uh, traditional entrepreneurs, traditional, well, even companies think, do not think about that they think that these people are still uh better touched through traditional means what they don't understand is that there is a more efficient way to target these people and that's through the online world because everybody's on facebook or instagram or pinterest and it's really just a matter of finding the right target market who can receive your message so like like um for example if i want to target pregnant moms it would, be, um, it would be like a, a, a shot to the moon if I just come up with a, you know, a TV commercial. You're not really sure if the people who are watching are actually pregnant moms. But if you can actually find these people inside Facebook, which you can if you understand the customer journey, then you will be able to actually target these people in, in a less, a less uh, amount of money. Also, so, uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's how, how, how uh, social can actually help.
0: So there's obviously two approaches, uh, cons. There's like the organic approach, uh, like organic and paid. Uh, do you suggest like all business owners do paid mm-hmm. or do you suggest some can do organic? Uh, tell us about the balance between like the free traffic organically and the paid traffic through Facebook ads. Walk us through the balance.
1: Okay, I think the first uh, step that people should really do is to do their organic, okay? Do the organic first because, I mean, you can't...
0: Already, just stand by. We have lost Constance, but she's, uh, Constance is coming back. There you go. So uh, go on, Constance. A little bit of internet connection uh, problems, but hey, this is this is all part of the digital nomad journey. Uh, you're never going to have perfect internet. <laughs> it's always frustrating <laughs> for me to. I have the internet connection problem. So uh, you were talking about organic versus paid. Uh, go on and continue your points about organic versus paid.
1: Okay, um, from my experience, um, there is a balance there. And before you can actually go to paid, you should kind of fix the house on the organic first. You know, you have to make sure that you have your organic um, um, Facebook marketing in place. For example, you should have uh, authority posts inside your Facebook page. You should be able to, to, to market your product or talk to the, to the audience uh, without doing paid ads first. But once you're able to fix that, you should start getting ready to bring your, you know, bring your story out to the world. Okay, the reason why I say you should fix first your organic because you can't just go out there with paid, you know, with a paid ad when your story isn't really still full and, and uh, uh uh complete because your customers will not understand what is this brand all about. I I, ha- I don't understand what 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 uh what it represents. So on organic, that's where you take care of it first. And then after that, you go to paid so that you'll be able to start converting the people who are listening to you who actually are on your page or reading your articles on the website to actually, um, like I said, from strangers to customers.
0: Awesome. And uh, obviously, to go from strangers to customers isn't always a snap of a finger. You need, obviously, to create, create uh, the no-like trust factor. You need to engage them, connect with them, deepen the relationship. So uh, what's the process like? How do you get engagement? How do you deepen the friendship? And how do you increase the KLT, the no-like trust factor?
1: Okay. I guess um, one of the things that we do is we need to research first on what your target is interested in, okay? You don't just post anything that does not relate to your brand, but most especially you don't post anything that your market does not connect to. So like, for example, in Facebook, if they're interested in a certain topic, let's say about nutrition, then you you have to be able to to bring out uh, material posts, articles that are actually attuned to what they want. I guess we always have to think that even if we have our own brand, we should always be in the shoes of your target market. It should not be the marketer who is talking, but rather it should be the customer who is talking. Whenever you do your marketing, because I think that's something that most marketers, um, especially traditional ones, sometimes uh, make a mistake of doing. They put out their brand, thinking that when they talk a brand, considering what the market needs, they think that they're cutting, but they're actually not. So I think that's something that we uh, marketers, you know, are, we, we start, you know, we've learned that we should be able to engage using the customer as our focal point.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with uh, Kant's remarks there. you got to figure out where your audience hangs out and then how to engage them, focus on your message, uh, focus on your branding um, instead of being just scattered, posting about what you had for breakfast, your pets, uh, random stuff, right? So definitely need that uh, brand alignment, uh, that brand messaging, um, and uh, focusing on the customer's needs. Um, how can you serve them? How can you help them? What's going to inspire them? How can you educate? And, um, you know, uh, I guess I, uh, there's this whole approach called educational-based selling. So I'm a big fan of that. Uh, cons are you there? We lost you for a few minutes.
1: Yes, I'm here. Okay, yeah, I'm back.
0: Okay. So uh, so go on and finish your point, uh, cons Yes.
1: Yeah, so um, like I mentioned, we should be able to always put ourselves in the, in the shoes of our customer. Okay. Um, we should learn how to not really hard sell. I think that's one thing that we shouldn't do because uh, when people are on social media, they don't want to be sold to. We always have to remember that, that they enter social media not to be sold to. They're there to be socializing, okay? So when you're able to create content that focuses or has a sense of socialization, then you start getting into the heart of your customer. So you give tips. You try to even ask questions for you to be able to research on what they want. You know, you try to, you try to put in engaging topics. And little by little, when they start uh, liking the way that you're communicating to them, then and only then can you start marketing to them on a more hardcore basis on selling.
0: So uh, when it comes to uh, selling a lot of people feel uncomfortable okay social media like you said a lot of people they just socialize so and then some people are extreme they're just promotion 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 <laughs> buy my stuff here's my new course here's my new book this product's amazing and both extremes are bad like if you don't promote anything <laughs> no one is going to know what you sell and if you promote too much people are going to think you're just spamming and probably unfriend you so you don't want to be unfriended plus you still want to you still want to <laughs> share what you do. So how do you find the balance? Tell us about the balance.
1: Okay, I guess I always start out, well, you you should really not start out selling first, okay? You, you have to create a funnel, okay? A story. You have to be able to see that um, first, I, I need to be able to, to let them into the first step of that funnel, and that's is acquainting myself with them, okay, and then acquainting them with myself, okay, as a brand. So I, I, I ensure that there are stories that we tell, you know, we, we try to drive them little by little inside, okay. Um, some products will take longer funnel, okay, from from uh, before they actually consider you. And some of some of it is because The customers themselves, like you said, don't want to be sold to. And some of them don't want to be sold to immediately. But it doesn't mean that they don't really want to be sold to, okay? They just don't want it to come too fast into the funnel, okay? So one thing that I do is like we try to we try to um, uh, put out engaging posts, 3D really more of engaging posts. We integrate email also email marketing into that, where we can tell longer stories, where we can we can actually communicate with them. We also integrate chatbots, where right? we try to tell them, hey, you know what? There's a human factor to this. You know, this is like I said, this is not just a sales pitch. We we are genuinely trying to make you understand that we understand you. So that's something that uh, that we try to to initiate when we do our yeah our marketing online.
0: Yeah, so it makes sense. Uh, so uh, in terms of the actual sales, like uh, how do you actually sell them on social media? Are you actually selling them through a landing page? Are you selling them in terms of uh, uh, the PayPal link? Or are you getting them back to your website? Tell us about the actual mm-hmm. sale. Like people have to push the credit card button. They gotta sell like. And usually you can do that on Facebook itself. So tell us about the process to actually get the customer.
1: Okay, uh, what we normally do is um, after posting like maybe four to five uh, nurturing posts, okay? Um, we lead them to a landing page that summarizes somehow the things that we've been saying on the posts. okay? Because if there's one thing we want to do is we don't want to get make them get lost along the funnel. Okay, so we try to integrate the bits and pieces of the different posts that we did into a landing page that kind of you know summarizes everything or strengthens certain points to drive in the message. Then from there, we actually bring them to a page where they can actually order the product if they're ready. If not, we try to make sure that those who actually reach, for example, for e-commerce, those who reach the Add to Cart, we are able to retarget them again through maybe an email sequence, a chatbot sequence, or an ad, another ad, okay? But this time when we target them with the ad, we try to be more decisive about it because since, for example, if they've already added it to to the cart, it means they were ready to buy, but something just might've gone wrong. Like in the Philippines, it could've been the signal, (laughs) okay, that might've dropped, okay? So we try to remarket, we we try to retarget. If it still doesn't work, then we try to find another product if, there, if, the, if uh, the entrepreneur or the business has another product, probably of a lower value, then we try to sell that. We create a new sequence to try to sell that, because uh, maybe the, the person is not yet ready to buy uh, the core product. Maybe they will be ready to buy maybe a lower priced product. Okay, but there are also strategies where what I've done is that I start really with the lower priced product to try to see if we can actually bring them and upsell them later on. It really depends. I think if there's one thing in terms of strategy for Facebook, it's really to test. There is no singular um, magic formula because the market is different. People respond to things differently. So I think the golden rule there is test, test, and test. Always test.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. That's something I have learned over time. Um, you know what worked last year. You do the same thing. It's going to bomb. You know, some posts you got, like, you got 50, 100 likes, and you're like, I posted something so similar. I got, like, two likes. I'm like, what's going on? Right? And sometimes <laughs> there's so many variables. It has to do with the time of the day, uh, the the person, the, the, the stage of life they're in, their financial circumstances. So there's so many variables which is going to influence that person's decision to buy. Uh, so th- right. I totally agree with you there on the multiple, multiple testings. Uh, so you're using Facebook ads and a lot yeah. of business owners, they have never used a Facebook ad or they've used it mm-hmm. and they've lost a lot of money. So maybe you can uh, share with us some tips on what you find has worked well when it comes to Facebook ads. Uh, give us some tips there So on how to use Facebook ads effectively, effectively and efficiently.
1: Okay. So the first thing that every marketer should do or every owner who engages into, a, into Facebook ads or even uh, people like me who are social media marketers, okay, first of all, you should really do research on your target market. You cannot go into an, uh, an ad campaign not really understanding who and what your target market is all about because I've seen that happen. Some people, um, let's say you're in the health niche, okay, um, let's say weight loss. The only thing that they know is weight loss. So everything that they do inside the ads manager in terms of uh, targeting, it's just about weight loss. The thing is, you are targeting a person whose life is not only about weight loss. You have to understand a day in the life of that person that you're trying to target. And by doing that, by researching on that, you will be able to find out other other targeting um, um, uh, qualifiers that you can actually Like for example, let me give an example. For pregnant moms who want to, uh, who we want to sell, for example, a supplement. Okay, we don't go into Ads Manager and look into the target targeting, and we just put their pregnant pregnancy. Uh, uh, Let's say just let's just put it as pregnancy. You don't do that only. For example, they go to the malls, right? They go to certain shops. So why not target them also using that? kind of a qualifier, like you could probably put um, the name of the shop where, where, where pregnant moms go to. Okay, so those are other things that you should consider because do they go to the mall? Do they go to the movies? You know, there are other parts of the customer journey that you can actually use for targeting. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying that um, zoning in into pregnancy per se in this example is wrong. It's just that it's very, very limiting there's life outside pregnancy for this person, okay? So you have to be able to be where they are, okay? So that's that's an example because a lot of people don't really research your target market. Well, I've seen ad managers, uh, you know, having very, 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 very uh, uh, hyper niche targeting and it's not gonna work. It's too hyper-niched. And then another thing, I guess, is also, uh, like what I mentioned earlier, it's really to test the winning formula. You test your audience, You test your image and your copy, okay? So that when all of them come together, you will be able to have a winning ad. Yes.
0: Great advice. Great advice. Love those suggestions. So uh, if any of our audience wanted to hire you for some social media, some uh, Facebook advertising, tell us about your links. Um, How can people connect with you through your website and your own social media?
1: Okay. Um, They can actually go to my Facebook page because I'm a social media manager. So I I redirect them to my social media page. They can actually uh, send me a message. Uh, They'll look for the page social relationship. Social relationship marketing. That's my page. Okay, so it's really social media and relationship.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. Social
1: relationship marketing.
0: (laughs) Love it, love it. Um, So I'll have the link below uh, to Khan's uh, social media so you can connect with her. So uh, so wanted to thank you uh, you know it's great to meet you here in Manila and now get you on the podcast and because I'm based here in the Philippines for the next few months I'm sure we're going to be meeting each other more at different networking events so thank you salamat thank you. for coming on our show
1: salamat thank you
0: and thanks everyone thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery where we did a deeper dive in how to turn your strangers into your customers through things like Facebook ads chatbots and community engagement Uh, So make sure you apply these steps into your own business. And thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.